in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. On this sunny Thursday, good afternoon, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Today is Thursday. It is October 20th in this portion of the program. What a nice day right now. Are you hungry? Are you out on the road? You can head over to the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, where there's a delicious meal that is waiting for you right now. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, so right off of Route 146. So if you're on right now, Route 146, you could be there very easily or even this weekend. They will, in fact, the uh, the lounge will be slammed. People like to go in there, watch different games. Uh, there is a um, NFL game tonight, but then uh, Patriots Monday Night Football next Monday night. That would be a big night at the lounge at the uh, Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, or you have a nice meal in the dining room, or sit out on their nice deck. We're going to have some good weather. Maybe this Saturday, the deck will be calling your name, and uh, enjoy yourself out there and enjoy this nice fall weather. Folks, it's all happening at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, I want to bring you uh, up to speed. We want to get up to speed on all the news of the day. I noticed I'm going to play some of it. President Biden is uh, out in the can. He's been talking to some reporters. And uh, one of the things they're asking him, which I find kind of comical, is they're asking him how come um, a lot of uh, he's not being asked to go out and campaign. And, and why is it right now, as they're asking him, how come... A lot of the, because he's not going in anywhere. He's so unpopular. I mean, think about that. You would think if they thought that he could help, for instance, Dan McKee or Seth Magaziner, if they thought that Biden would help them, then they would absolutely bring him in. But there's that that's just how unpopular he is. And things are getting worse. So I, I've heard they're even thinking of having the president, President Biden, even in go on vacation right now. He is that unpopular. As as right now, this is going to come down to the wire as far as the race, the um, that CD2 race, that CD2 race. Now, I also want to be very clear. You know, I would, I'd like to say that <clears throat> the race against Cicilline is... Um, is going to be close, and I know the candidate that's running against Congressman David Cicilline, but I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I know he's doing the best he can, and he's trying to run a spirited campaign, but you gotta, you have to kind of show. If there were some commercials against Congressman David Cicilline, uh, I, I'm sure that candidate, Alan Ward, he would love it if, in fact. The way they're trying to help Mayor Fung get over the finish line, if they would help uh, him get over the finish line against Cicilline. But right now, it is just, it's just not a race. It's just not a race. Now, I want to play, though, this Channel 12 story about Governor McKee. It's not good. This is uh, all about the controversy with the timing of the test scores. Let's listen to this. Dan McKee said Monday that if the Rhode Island Department of Education asked for help processing the RICAST standardized test data, he would provide it. But we're now learning McKee denied a request from RIDE for that help last year. Doing 6, Target 12 investigator Tolly Taylor joins us now with the follow-up. Last year, Education Commissioner Angelica Infante-Green wrote to Governor McKee asking for four new jobs, including a person to help analyze the RICAS scores. But that analyst job never made it into the budget. On Monday, Governor Dan McKee said this in response to Infante-Green's comments in a radio interview that the Education Department only has one data analyst compiling the RICAS scores before the release. 
needs to the public. If Ride needs a, a additional help and they can't do it internally, then they, if they call us, then we would certainly uh, try to help them out. The Target 12 has learned Infante Green wrote to McKee in September of last year, asking the governor to include one statistical analyst in his budget proposal, a position that would provide analysis of the standardized test results. Infante Green's letter cited the pandemic's effect on education, saying critical points of our operation would be improved with four new positions at the education department. McKee included two of the commissioner's requested jobs in his budget proposal, but left out the statistical analyst. The General Assembly did not approve any of the new jobs. I have said publicly that I, I'm not, I want those numbers to come out. Asked today why he didn't include the commissioner's request, McKee changed the subject, defending the current timeline to release the results. And I believe and I trust that the commissioner is on the same path as he was last year, a 60-day time frame, sometime in the middle of November, that data points will become available. Lou De Palma, chair of the Senate Oversight Committee, said Monday, Rhode Island is taking too long to release the results from a test students took in the spring. There should be a little bit more of an urgency to say, how do we get this into the teacher's hands? A spokesperson for Governor McKee says when the governor claimed on Monday he hadn't received a request from Infante Green for another data analyst, he meant Ride hasn't asked for, quote, short-term emergency support to get the scores out faster. With the Target 12 investigators, I'm Tolly Taylor, 12 News. Now, no one believes that. Okay, let's just be very clear about that. No one believes what they are claiming here. Uh, absolutely not. No one believes that. No one believes what Governor McKee just put forward. And now what you're dealing with, what is the, the damage here? The, the real damage is that Governor McKee feels... That he can stand and look at the media. And I will tell you, it's it's very insulting to reporters and the, and the media, the press, that he would be so bold to, during the debate, and look right at everybody and his opponent and just blow them off. And just, no, we don't have him in the whole thing. Notice they they also, as I've said, I I don't know how far back this goes, but when this story was breaking, it would seem that Governor McKee had no interest in trying to figure out or show, you know, uh, what they needed. Maybe they didn't need full time people. Right. Like that would that could be an argument that that could actually be an argument. Like, I, I just don't think they. They need that. I don't think they need a full-time person added to the state payroll. So I um, but but they didn't do that. They didn't do that. It it comes down to it comes down to politics. It comes down to that they didn't want this information. They didn't want it out before the primary, and then they they don't want it out, I don't believe. They don't want it out before the general. That's why that is coming down that way. So now I also noticed, though, it's kind of become Channel 10 story. And I want to give Channel, Channel 12 story. Channel 12, I give them credit. They're the ones, look what they have to go through to try to get the the truth here look at the hoops they have to jump through in order to try to get basic answers i'm telling you right now at 114 on this thursday folks good afternoon you're listening to the john DePetro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm as i've said i i it, it shouldn't have to be that hard to extract information out of the administration this way. Governor McKee, and he may be trying to say, I I think it's, here's what I think is going on with the McKee camp. I think they have come into better to beg forgiveness than ask permission and blah, blah, blah. I think that they, he's going to afterwards, if he can pull this out, 
then in fact he's then going to try to um you know patch <clears throat> patch things up a little bit with the local press but his first goal is to just try to get over the finish line and not give not give anything to Ashley Kalis. That's why I'm telling you right now, I think that last debate that is scheduled, the governor's race on Channel 10, I, I just wonder if that's actually going to happen. Maybe it is. Maybe by then, Governor McKee is going to feel that the election is in hand, right, and that he's got this and he's going to you know, get up there and so forth. But the the debates have not been, and maybe they haven't, I'm sure they haven't fully decided yet, but I, I think they are open to the idea of maybe blowing off that, that first, that final debate, the final debate of maybe blowing that off. That maybe, you know, maybe just maybe, maybe we don't need to do this. Maybe we don't give need to give her another opportunity. And then look at the track record. Now, if because here's the thing, and hear me out, folks, but if Governor McKee, if you're Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, if you're the advisor to him, and he's saying I need you to help me get over the finish line. I need you. All I care about is winning this election. Then if you're the consultant, if you're the consultant, I, I mean, I think it's worth the discussion to talk about, like, did we, did you, did we learn anything from Did we learn anything from the Helena folks situation? Like, do you really want to go through that again? Do you really want to go through where Helena folks had a good final debate and then we're sweating it out? Like, how can we, here's the way it was explained to me. Like, why do you want to poke your, why do you want to take a pencil and poke yourself in the eye again? If you're Rhode Island Governor McKee, why, why do you want to go through that? You want to sweat it out again on prime on election night? What? Why? Let's. All right. We we told her we'd do three debates. We're gonna give her three debates, but we're not doing that one. We're not doing where they could. This thing could go off the rails. You know, one thing I I like the way that Gene Velasenti of NBC Ten he soccer stadium. Here's the topic. One of you are in favor of it. One of you are against it. There's the topic. Boom. Go ahead. Debate it. And then they just, you know, take off from there. So I, um, I, 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 I don't know. If, if I'm in that camp, and again, the way it was explained to me, it was what, here's what I was asked. What's to be gained by, by it? What does he gain? Because at that point, hear me out, but at that point, if you're an undecided voter, if you're an undecided voter, you're not voting for McKee. You're not voting for McKee. Not if you're an undecided. Undecideds break for the challenger. So the way it was explained to me of, and what exactly are we gaining by agreeing to do this final Channel 10 debate. If it's about because we agreed to give her three debates, then let's throw another one in, which they did. It was either yesterday or the day before. They said, okay, we'll, um, we'll do a radio debate. So there, there's your third debate. You said you'd give, no, nope, no, nope. we gave you three debates. You want We agreed. We agreed to three debates. No, you want more. You know, so did we. But unfortunately, 
governor's come down with COVID, and he's going to follow doctor's orders, and blah, blah, blah. And he's just, he's, you know, it's, it's cruel. But he's following doctor's orders, and it's just, he's, he's, it's unfortunate, but he's just, he's unable to, he just can't do this final, you know. And then his plan would be, we're going to win the general, and then once we win the general election, you know, then we'll, we'll have Gene over, and we'll make it up to Gene, and we'll give him our first sit down after the fact. Right. Once he gets past her in the general election, then Governor McKee wins and then he's got four years and then he'll say, we'll 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 do 10 news conference. And that would also, by the way, be a way to stick it to Channel 12, who he despises. <laughs> and I, when I say that, I want to be very clear, folks, at 121. I I certainly don't mean that, that I have anything. Um. I mean, I, I'm a fan of their reporting. I'm, I'm very impressed with the reporting of Channel 12. But Governor McKee, he, he blames them for a lot of his woes. He feels, he, he doesn't like, he said, I was even at the press briefing when Governor McKee referred to it as sensational version reporting. So he does, he has no use for Channel 12. He blames them for the FBI probe. He blamed, he absolutely. Now I want to play. This is a mistake. He's appealing the truck toll. We don't want the truck tolls. I wish that had been polled. I hope if there's another poll before the election, the Globe or Channel 12 will poll that. Because people don't want it. People don't want the, the soccer stadium. And people don't want the truck tolls. It's not business friendly. We don't even need them. We're going to appeal the truck tolls. It's because organized labor is instructing him to appeal the truck tolls. All right, this is the Channel Ten, uh, Channel Twelve, excuse me, report on this. Notice that it will appeal a federal judge's decision on the state's truck tolling program. The governor first said during our debate last week that they would appeal the decision, which found the truck tolls unconstitutional. The Rhode Island Trucking Association said in response that the judge's ruling was quote ironclad and thoughtfully written to withstand challenge. So I don't. K Electric. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. The, what it really comes down to is why, in fact, they are appealing it. And everyone has the same response because we're up next. That we're up next, that he's then going to move. And it won't be everyone, by the way. The political insiders, they'll give them a special device. But the way it was explained to me is that. They're going to start with it would just be during drive time that are on the roads between seven and nine to try to cut down on congestion. After that, it's not going to affect seniors and moms and blah, blah, blah. All right. I want to go back to this channel 12 story about the um, the ride scores. Dan McKee says the Rhode Island Department of Education will get the right has standardized test scores out when they're ready, denying that scores are being held until after the election. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Montecalvo. And I'm Kim Kaluni. And McKee's pushback comes after Target 12 reported on Friday that the test vendor says it has already delivered the scores to Rhode Island. Target 12 investigator Tali Taylor talked to McKee and his challenger, Ashley Kalis, today. He joins us now live in studio with the new details. Tali? We're now learning the RICAST scores were given to ride on September 12th, more than a month ago. But education officials say they need more time to validate the data before releasing it. After Rhode Island public school students in grades 3 through 8 took the RICAST standardized test in the spring, the Rhode Island Department of Education set October as a tentative release date for the scores. On Friday, private vendor Cognia told Target 12 they already delivered the scores to Ride, saying, quote, the delay is not on our end. Ride spokesperson Victor Morenti tells Target 12 the scores were delivered on September 12th this year, compared to August 25th last year. 
He says the education department's data team is still validating and finalizing scores. I have confidence in Ride to get the information out when it's ready. Governor Dan McKee doubling down today, saying there's no connection between the timing of the November 8th election and the planned release of the RICAS scores in mid-November. But his Republican challenger in November's election, Ashley Kalis, zeroing in today on McKee's recent comments that he meets with Ride Education Commissioner Angelica Infante Green twice a week. If she needed support, I'm sure that would have come up during a twice a week meeting uh, that about the fact that she was short staffed. If it did come up and the governor did nothing to help, that is also someone who is not fit to leave. McKee today saying he's ready to help if Ride asks for it. If Ride needs a, a additional help and they can't do it internally, then they. If they called us, then we would certainly uh, try to help them out. The head of the Rhode Island Association of School Principals tells Target 12 principals have had their school scores for, quote, a couple of weeks. He says the information is embargoed while principals double-check all the students' names. You can read much more from Ride's statement on WPRI.com. With the Target 12 investigators, I'm Tolly Taylor, 12 News. And just so we're clear, folks, we have then learned that that is not accurate, that they did put it in to the budget, and Governor McKee did not approve that. So that story has not aged well. But I'll say this, for instance, right now, he's running. uh, Governor McKee is really in the bunker. Governor McKee is in the bunker. So now the question is, can, can, can the next two weeks, can Ashley Kalis come up with a story that is going to captivate the media? No one said it's easy. He's not going to make it easy on her, by the way, or make it easy for her. He's not going to make it easy for her. If, if, if Ashley Kalis, the Republican challenger, if they, if they want to win this, they're going to have to come up with something. Okay, so you, you gained a little ground and put him feeling some heat regarding the delay of the test scores. You know what's interesting? It's not even the test scores, by the way. And McKee is in the bunker on this. Like, they have to stay in that that's like, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So he's, he's waiting till after. But I want you to understand the barometer that I'm looking at right now. And we have very active local press corps, right, that are following the race. We have media that are anxious to cover something. And I'm looking right now on Twitter. I see Ashley Kalis tweeted out that she was campaigning in Cranston, citywide council candidate Jim Donahue. Ted Nisi, Channel 12, is very interested with what's going on. In the UK, which is fine. Jeb Bush, rare interview tonight with Jake Tapper. You wonder if he's trying to test the waters for 24. Low energy, uh, Jeb Bush. Steph Machado is doing, um, working on something on the Superman building. Let's see. I also see someone's leaving Channel 12. Brittany Schaefer. Let's see. I see. Uh, I don't see anything. Governor McKee's putting out all positive things, if that makes sense. All positives. Meaning, early voting has started. Have you cast your ballot yet? Don't wait. That's a tweet from Governor Dan McKee. We also, Ian Donis, what's he working on today? Like, I don't, no one, he's not putting out anything new on the governor's race. Let me check, nothing, nothing from Ian Donis. I didn't say it's fair. I didn't say it's easy, by the way. No one said that. Let's check Tim White. This is, you know, in real time. It's 1.30, it's Thursday. He's tweeting about Dunkin' Donuts. That's not a good sign. The 
Yesterday was that the McKee's going to do the truck tolls. That hasn't been furthered. I want to just check. You got. Here's the thing to the Kalis people. You got to you got to feed the beast. Give the locals something to dig into. I don't see it. Rhode Island leaders want to build life science industry using Massachusetts biotech model. That's a snore. You know, the journal is, I, I see nothing. Kathy Gregg's not working on, on anything right now. Um, and, and my point is, I, you, you got to like, okay, where is this going? Mayors endorse McKee. Kalis doubles down on emergency powers. That was yesterday. It's Thursday. You need something for today and tomorrow. I know they're working hard. Of course they're working hard. And they had Bob Flanders, who then Governor McKee was taking shots at yesterday. Judge Flanders, who I respect. But politics in a race like this is the ultimate, what have you done for me lately? Okay. So you and Flanders did a presser. It's a little early to check in for the weekend already. You have to find some other stories that are going to resonate. What's going to move the undecideds? I believe Ashley Kalis, the Republican challenger to Governor McKee, there's two missions here. Number one, she's got to bring down Governor McKee. And then number two, she has to find, again, I want to repeat, no one said it was easy. Bring him down, and she's got to start to try to move some momentum going her way. She had, she's definitely gained some ground, and I am hearing from people that are voting for her. But she needs the next two weeks, she needs something where then it's going to look either really bad if Governor McKee tries to blow off the final debate on Channel 10, or even better, if he feels he needs the debate on Channel 10. That, I think, would maybe be shooting a little bit too high. But that's the, that's the, like, the ultimate goal here. The ultimate goal for Republican challenger Ashley Kalis would be that Governor McKee is in such trouble that they feel they that they even go to Channel 12 and say, we want to do an, a, another debate. <laughs> well, that's not happening right now. Now, as far as some of the other races, remember, there's no there's no law about it. Uh, it's, you know, next 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 week. Do- Dr. Oz is going to debate. The, the person running against him for that Senate seat. By the way, it, it would seem that, that race is tightening. But that, that's going to be one debate for a Senate seat. Of course, that's not a lot. But the guy that he's running against can't even hear for crying out loud. So, you know, it's all, it's all relative. Now, as far as the Alan Fung, Seth Magazine, a race. There's one more debate on the schedule for that. I believe Channel 12 is done. I think they're done. I think the the last time we're going to see them, Fung and Magaziner, is going to, I believe, is a Channel 10 debate. And and if if Governor McKee is scheduled for the third, then that's probably either going to be the first, November 1st, or the second. I don't think it'll be the Friday, but or you know, or it could be the Sat. I don't think of the they're doing a Saturday one. I but, and I don't think they're doing a Friday one. So I think it. I'm not sure. We'll we'll nail it down. Where is that race? Boy, they're going to do everything in their power to try to steal that. Meaning the magazine and the Democrat Party, folks. I'm telling you. It would be good for the state if Fung could pull this off. It would. If, if, if the Democrats have a clean sweep, 
it, people are just are going to be so disillusioned. They're going to be so disillusioned if if everything stays the same. If if somehow the Rhode Island Republican Party doesn't make any gains. So who who are the challenges right now? It's it's Ashley Cavis. As I look at the Boston Globe Rhode Island edition, there's a story about the CD2 race. And what are they doing? They're going after Fung. Nothing about Seth Magaziner, nothing about his father and Jeffrey Epstein. Nothing. And then they're doing all these life science stories. I don't know. Senator White House has a new book out this week. Okay. Are we supposed to be excited about that? Um, if you're Fung, you, you, I mean, I, I mean, they have to, they're going to do the final debate, but if everything ended right now, he wins the race, but it's not over yet. Still got two weeks to go, two weeks to go here. And I don't see anyone really, the, the, the local media are doing their part. But Ashley Kalis, she's she's going to have to come up with something. They're trying. They tried the electricity thing. I think that's okay. That's not bad. But I don't think it's moving people. I think it's you need an easy to understand story. So what is what are on the minds of people? I'll tell you. I know everyone, of course, is upset. Folks, good afternoon at one thirty-seven. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 9.9 FM. People are obviously concerned about the price of everything. I mean, right? How can you not be? This is ridiculous. I'm going to play some of the sound of Biden. President Biden is just... Look, the, even the Democrats, they're not bringing him into, out to campaign anywhere. They're talking about they may get Bernie Sanders on the stump. So McKee is Biden. Ultimately, all right, this is um, President Biden being asked about how come the fact, you know, John Fetterman, is he going to appear with you in Pennsylvania? Not a lot of people are campaigning with you. Count kid count. Boy, he he's another one. Folks, I think a lot of it is just maybe the age. Cratchity old men. Cratchity, you know, grumpy old men in many ways. And, boy, Biden out on the stump is just not effective. I also want to just play, all of us knew inflation would be the case we put this place in recovery program, says Jim Clyburn. This totally cuts into... What Seth Magaziner said, and it backs up what Mayor Funk said. There was too much money put into the economy. Listen to this. Boy, Washington can talk about all these big programs and everything else, but I'm worried about the cost of food. I'm seeing the cost of eggs shoot up, chicken, gasoline, you know, coming now with the the winter, the heating. I mean, these are all concerns that hit very directly to people who may say, you know, what's going on in D.C. doesn't think of us. Let me make it very clear. All of us are concerned about these rising costs, and all of us knew this would be the case uh, when we put in place this recovery program. Anytime you put more money uh, into uh, the economy, uh, prices uh, tend to rise. That's exactly what happened. And Magaziner has no answer for that. Fung's got to clean. Fung has got to finish out that race. He's got two weeks to go. If you are concerned about the Second Amendment, you're voting for Ashley Kalis. Governor McKee clearly is not. If you're a business owner, you're voting for Ashley Kalis. Let's go to Fox News Channel. Boy, that Senator Ron Johnson has taken command of that Senate Aaron race. Black American musician team. Here we go. Um, one thing that I would say that, that media are hitting kind of from both sides, though, 
are some old tweets by Mandela Barnes. In 2017, he compared black American musician Tina Campbell to a slave after she announced that she supported President Trump. In 2016, he refused to accept that a black conservative sheriff was the same race as he is. He said that that sheriff wasn't really black. In 2015, Barnes praised Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, for supporting Black Lives Matter. We reached out to the Lieutenant Governor Barnes for his comment on this. We have not yet heard back. Senator. Well, he also supports other brutal dictators like Assad in Syria. You know, he went on Vladimir Putin's propaganda channel six times as a member of Wisconsin State Assembly. A few days after the horrific murder of five Dallas police officers, basically rationalizing that killing. He said that police were over-exercising their badges, turning their badges into a license to bully, and, and rationalized that killing, saying it was, it was probably a retaliatory action. So he's allowed himself to use a tool of the war criminal Vladimir Putin's propaganda channel, as well as express affinity for you know, Cuba and Syria and Iran. Uh, he, he literally is not fit to be a United States senator. I, it, we just cannot allow him to win. You know, that is, and I like the way that's being framed. You know, I think the fact that, I, I don't know exactly what, by the way, I also want to just, um, Tom Brady's now apologizing. Boy, he is having, Tom Brady apologized for comparing playing the NFL deployment of the military. You want to talk about tone deaf. What has happened to number 12? Wow. Tom Brady apologized, comparing playing the NFL, deploying the military. It started the apparent media appearance today. Let me just uh, get to this. He apologized. As soon as you heard that interview, he regretted saying, I almost look like a football season, like you're going away on deployment in the military. Before we start, I want to say one thing. I made a statement about playing football in the military. It was a very poor choice of words. I apologize. When a reporter asked Brady to explain what he meant, he declined. To be honest, I, I don't really want to expand on it. I have a tremendous amount of gratitude to everyone who served. In the end, we play a game. The military is defending our country. Two different things. I shouldn't have made the comparison. He is, um, boy, is he having a tough time. He did. I mean, he said it. It wasn't a good analogy. You wonder if... Hmm. But Giselle have said, I don't know about that. I don't know what, I mean, it is kind of frightening right now with what's kind of happening right now, right now with number 12. This is not, I don't think this is what he was thinking of when he decided, yes, I'm going to play another season or I want to play till I'm 50. You know, the arm is there and the, the NFL has changed the rules. So they protect him. They protect the quarterback, but where does it go from there? Where does it where does it go that he's not getting a chance to really see his son who's in New York a lot? Or now Giselle has taken the you know, his his other two children there. John Fetterman's top priority is ending life without parole for murderers. That's your top priority? Hmm. That Senate race, Oz could maybe pull it out. He was on Hannity last night that did a town hall meeting with Dr. Oz. And I want to play a little bit. I saw some of it, but obviously I was out doing the latest with the Charlotte Lester case. Folks, it's 144 on this Thursday. And this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Hey, if you're thinking of getting your driveway paved, you have some time the rest of this month and the next month. Call them for a free quote. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, commercial paving, residential paving, seal coatings, patios, free estimate, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401 732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. 
Get a brand new driveway. License insured. Maybe it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. I want to play. This was last night, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, as Scott Shannon would say, did a town hall meeting with Dr. Oz, who's running against this lieutenant governor, Fetterman. And I want to play this a little bit. Here we go. ...has become ground zero for fentanyl deaths. We're number three in the nation. We have the largest open-air drug market in Philadelphia. You go for blocks and blocks of all you see addicts with needles sticking out of their bodies. And we're farming homelessness. Literally, Democratic policies have resulted in something that's shameful. They won't go there. I go there because I want to show that Republicans care about everybody. And I think our party has a big enough tent, and we love people wherever they are in their journey, that we can help people in addiction. And that's where we're going to work. Okay, that race is down to the wire. This is Senator Tom Cotton talking about this race and Dr. Oz's opponent, John Fetterman, the lieutenant governor. Here we go. If you want to keep murderers in prison and you want to keep John Fetterman on his parents' allowance, go to DrOz.com. <laughs> you know, that was big that uh, Hannity did that. I also want to play this, by the way. President Biden was asked about, should there be any restrictions on abortion? Now, this is different than what Governor McKee is saying. And this is also different from what uh, Seth Magaziner is saying. See, that is different than what. That is different than what. Seth Magazina was saying, which is no limits of any kind. No limits of any kind. Nothing. Day of, which is basically, and I don't even like talking about it, but it is infanticide. I want to play, this is the Today Show did a piece. According to a new survey, Americans in many of the country's largest cities would have to work more than 100 hours a week at minimum wage to afford rent on a one-bedroom apartment. To a new survey about Here we go. Americans in many of our largest cities would have to work more than 100 hours a week at minimum wage to afford the rent on a one-bedroom home. It's according to a new survey by the United Way. So, for example, in San Jose, California, the survey says, you know, the minimum wage is about $16 an hour. You'd still have to work 141 hours a week to pay for a one-bedroom rental there. In Dallas, a $7.25 minimum wage is 120 hours. In Chicago, 112 hours a week will give you enough for rent on a one-bedroom bedroom about the same for new york city we see a drop off in los angeles tucson arizona and buffalo were the only two cities on the list where you could put in less than 50 hours a week mm. for that one bedroom that's those stats are staggering. Yeah, Boy, housing is a problem things, yeah. housing is a problem i don't i don't know what the solution is i i'm not i don't know what the solution is i think they're going to start to move into um but they're going to let people build on the land. I want to replay right now. One forty-eight. This was this NBC report that caused such an uproar. A typical candidate interview. about this Senate race. No, Lester, because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we ask them. And Lester, in small talk before the interview, without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Love that. Can voters trust that you will be able to do this job on day one? Yeah, of, of course. This is Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman's first in-person sit-down interview since a stroke sidelined him from the campaign trail for months. That auditory processing where you know, I'll hear someone speaking, but sometimes it'll be, it'll be uh, precise on what exactly that they're saying. I use captioning. His campaign required that he be allowed to use a transcription program on his computer during our interview. I always thought it was pretty empathetic. Uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of stroke, oh, empathetic. Boy. I, I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, 
you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans have day in and day out. So you say you're on the road to full recovery, but right now voters really have to take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why? Well, I, I feel like we have been very transparent in a lot of different ways. What our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve and to, to be uh, running. I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? Being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide, you know, if they think that it's, it's really the issue. Polls show Fetterman's lead is shrinking against Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. It's now a toss-up race that could determine control of the Senate. Republicans focusing on crime. In particular, Fetterman's votes on the parole board. Fetterman says he's trying to get as many criminals out of prison as he can. Including votes in favor of paroling convicted murderers. Are you soft on crime? Uh, of course not. I'm actually effective on crime, and I believe in second chances, uh, and I've run on that record. Meanwhile, Fetterman going after Dr. Oz on abortion rights. Dr. Oz likes to make fun of me that I might miss a word, but, you know, he's missed, you know, two words, and that is a yes or no on the national abortion uh, ban. If you're going to be... That interview, that story, that interview changed the race in... Pennsylvania, the Senate race. And what I'm telling you right now, folks, at 152, and I don't know if it's possible, but Ashley Kalis and her team, they need to come up with something. I'm telling you right now, at 152, whether you're listening at AM 1380, maybe in your car, on 99.9 FM, stumbled into the show, maybe you're listening on to Petro.com, click listen live. I didn't say, I, I mean, but something has to take over. Because I don't, th- I don't think there's any guarantee that Governor McKee shows up for that final Channel 10 debate. I don't have any inside information, but COVID has become the new excuse. COVID has become the new excuse. He said he would do three debates. Now they've added a radio debate, so that's four so if he backs out of Channel 10, he fulfilled his commitment and gave her three debates. He didn't say he'd do four debates. He said he would do three debates. This portion of our program, at 153 on this Thursday, it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. Full bar, large dining area, plus they got the deck. Right off of Route 146, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So right now, I some other stories, some other issues. The education one is big, but I don't know how much further the Kalis people can push it. He won't release the test scores. What else is a problem out there? I think, you know, the cost of living. People are concerned about that. It's he's part of the party with with Biden. It's the Democrat control. It's the insider deals. It's the FBI probe. I also haven't heard her go after the three thousand dollar bonuses a lot. For whatever reason, that was not a big deal in the primary. And for whatever reason, it has not been a big deal. If anything, it hasn't been really mentioned or highlighted that much in the general. But I think part of it is just one of the reasons people don't like it, but they may not know about it. Governor McKee's also been very soft on drunk driving. Drunk driving numbers in Rhode Island have absolutely rocketed. I'm not, for some people, that's a voting issue. The Kalis people, I believe, they have to come up with something that is going to force him to answer it, force him out there. Here's what I believe the Kalis people need to do is they need to get the media interested in a story. I, I want to once again repeat. 
I didn't say it was easy. And I know they're trying. And they're trying on the education stuff. But so far, much like Dr. Oz, they realized the big issue for them with Fetterman was two things. His health and crime. And crime in Philadelphia, by the way, right now is terrible. So what are the issues right now? If you are a moderate Democrat or you're an independent voter, what is going to make you vote for Ashley Kalis over to Governor McKee? I don't think they've really rocketed on to one. I don't. One issue. I don't no, I don't think so. Not that's really going to do it. I think they need to decide just how far they're going to go. Because I, I think most people right now, they don't like the direction the state is going. President Biden is very unpopular in not only the country, but, the, but our state right now. In Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And conversely, Jeff Deal is going through the same thing. Now, Jeff Deal is actually in a worse position than Governor McKee against Maura Healy. Ashley Kalis is closer, if we believe the polls, than Jeff Deal. But if you believe, if you say, I know some people say every, you got it's plus 10 Republicans aren't participating. Well, it's the independents that are going to decide that. But that's the question with about a little over two weeks to go. What is it that's going to move people to Jeff Deal off Healy? And what is it that's going to move people? I, I, people, here's what we know about Governor McKee. He's not that popular. He's not that popular. He, people are not tied to him. He lost on primary day to Helena Folks. He didn't come out of there roaring with a head of steam. Kalis is an outsider. I, I think you got to go to war against the machine. McKee is the machine. McKee, you can't be more of an insider than Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. He went from being, Ramundo wouldn't let him on the stage. To Governor McKee, the former mayor of Cumberland, he, he is basically transformed himself into the ultimate insider. He is a dream to the insiders at the Rhode Island State House. To them, he's the greatest governor ever because he gives them whatever they want. You know, Matt, he doesn't say no. So I, I think Kalis needs to, yes, I am an outsider, much the way President Trump drained the swamp. I think she might have to go after him that way. But she needs to come up with something to get the media, media interested in the race. The media wants to believe it's a race. I repeat that. The media wants to believe this is a close race. She's definitely gaining ground. Definitely isn't afraid to throw a punch. She needs to once again captivate the media with an easy to understand question and really push out her what makes her different than him. Because it's not easy. And a lot of people don't pay attention. So people may not vote or they're just going to vote for him. And it comes down to that. Folks, I want to remind you right now, 159, our friend Maria, it's my health. If you're on Menden Road, 1099 Menden Road, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, pop in. Vitamins, herbal remedies, all from trusted companies, hemp and CBD products. It's my health. Stop it and see the queen of health, Marie. At It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, right now at 159 on this Thursday, uh, I will be doing Facebook Live later. Visit the website, dpetro.com. Early voting is underway. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. We're back on the radio. WNRI, Woonsocket. W260DC. WNRI.